0: you are listening to the atlanta real estate forum radio show around atlanta edition showcasing the best of metro atlanta our communities the attractions and the special events that make atlanta great welcome to our virtual town square and now here are today's hosts good morning and welcome
1: back to the around atlanta edition I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my co-host and friend, Carol Morgan. Uh, Before we kick things off, however, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been wonderful having them as our friend and partner supporting this show. All right, Carol Morgan, uh, 10 years we've been doing this show and we have yet to have this organization, this cultural touchstone of Metro Atlanta on the show. I am so looking forward to it.
2: Well, and they've got a lot to share. They've got to catch us up on everything they've been doing for the past 10 years. Um, I'm really excited to have the Atlanta History Center on today. We're joined by Sheffield Hill. He is the president and CEO. Welcome to the show, Sheffield.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thank you. We're we're excited excited to have have you. you. Uh, We know you're a busy fellow. So grateful for you to carve out a few minutes for us. So thank you for joining us, Uh, Sheffield. Before we we do uh, kick things off, uh, take a quick second. Tell us a bit about you and your background. Well, I was born
3: in Atlanta, one of those rarities. So you are um, one of the four. Yeah, one of the four, and I'm still here. It's great. <laughs> um, two out of my three sons are here. I'm working on the third one to come back. He's hanging out in San Francisco, but I'll get him back eventually. Um, but I love the city. I've been, I have been. I grew up, I went to law school um, at the University of Virginia. I went to Georgia undergrad. Came back here, practiced law. So, practice law for 16 years was a partner of a large law firm. Patrick um, Townsend. Now, then I was chief counsel of the American Cancer Society for 10 years. And nine years ago, this March, I uh, was when I started the Atlanta History Center as CEO. So, been there nine years. I'd previously been chair of the board of the History Center and had been on the board for a long time. I was off the board when they came to uh, uh, ask me to put my name in the hat. And uh, had no idea I I'd ever end up here, but it's been a great
0: nine years. Outstanding!
2: That's really exciting. Exciting to see everything that the History Center has done under your leadership. Give us an overview of the Atlanta History Center and your mission and your vision.
3: Well, our goal and our mission is to connect people, history, and culture to make a better Atlanta. That's why we're here. We're not here to just to husband our, you know, our rare books and manuscripts and in Civil War and other kind of items is to use all of our 33 acres that we have in, um, in Buckhead or West Faces Ferry Road, our museum that has largest collection of Civil War items under one roof in the country, along with the Atlanta cyclorama, which is, uh, we moved several years ago from um, Grant Park, which is fabulous and people haven't seen it. they or saw it before, they've never really seen it. We'll talk more about that later. And then we've got 33 acres of gardens. We've got the swan house. We've got a farm with animals. It's really a perfect complement to the Atlanta Botanical Gardens. Um, about the same size that we approach uh, we approach it a little differently, which we're really focused on the native plants, what grows in the Piedmont, what grows in Georgia, and beautiful different gardens for people to um, access. And people aren't aware that we have those kinds of amenities. So, you know, when, I think one of the... They, The biggest thing I would say would describe the Land History Center is surprise, because there are so many different ways that you can enter and understand and relax at our coffee shop, brash, eat at Super Jenny, spend a day, um, or come and research your family history. Or the, you know, our Keenan Research Center, where we have, which is free and open to the public, deep archives, including the City of Atlanta records, things that will surprise you.
1: Yeah, that's the great thing about history, right? Uh, I'm a history buff. I uh, actually got a degree in history and, and, uh, I always say that if, if everyone paid attention to history, they wouldn't need things like Netflix, and all those things, because history in and of itself is an amazing story. So, so grateful for the important work that you and your organization does to, to bring history alive and, and make it a, a, a available to all of us. So, uh, so such an, such important Cultural necess- necessities of what you guys do. So grateful for all that. So there's still far too many Atlantans you who, who always complain. There's nothing to do in town when we all know there's so many amazing things to do. Uh, but when they do step inside uh, the Atlanta History Center, uh, what can they expect? What how are they going to spend their day? Well, the great thing about the Atlanta History Center, weather doesn't really matter.
3: If we, it's a great day, you can be outside. If it's a terrible day, you can be inside. You know, and so the. And you can't do all of it in, in one time in any event. So, it's it's a place to come and graze. It's a place to come and come back to, in terms of just to see our permanent exhibits and, and our in the not to mention the changing exhibits that we have. But they can expect hospitality. and They can expect they can spend the whole day if they want because we've got great coffee to fuel them, and great soup and sandwiches and and uh, with Super Jenny, they have all the amenities have free parking and um it's ease of access it's relaxing and then you can go in the gardens and you have no idea what we have back there and you can step into a into an 1860s farmstead with everything there is heirloom except the um, human beings and then you can go to a 1928 swine house and step into that in the gardens and in the swine woods and a quarry garden we have a garden and a rock quarry that has the largest collection of Georgia native plants. I, it, it's just on and on of surprises that you can find in addition to, you know, times when we have programming. But right now, during pandemic times or post-pandemic times or transitional times, you know, we're one of the places that's most socially distant, not necessarily because we want it to be that way, but because that's, that's who's coming. So come on and you'll enjoy yourself, and you won't be smothered by a lot of other people. Well, hopefully that'll change in the future, but I think it's not in the in the near future, so now's a good time to come.
2: Well, and with 33 acres, there's lots of room to spread out, that's for sure. Yeah, some, um, some
3: days you can have an acre per person.
2: Wow, um, okay. Hopefully those
3: days are, so Hopefully those days are in the past.
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll start to see the school groups come back and start to see things change as we... Get on to summer, and everybody becomes vaccinated. I'd love to know more about the farm. So I think you mentioned farm animals in addition to the farmhouse and the, you know, real people working there. What what does that entail?
3: So we have a, a setup of a. It was the farm that was up on Northwood Hills and I eighty um, five house was moved to nineteen seventy. So it's been you know fifty years um, at the history center. Um, it's on the National Register, and it has all these outbuildings that have been either moved or reconstructed, including an a uh, blacksmith shop, barns. But in terms of animals, we have Gulf Coast sheep, mm. um, and we have Angora goats that would have been there at, at, in the 1850s, and the 1860s. They, Gulf Coast sheep are the descendants of the ones the Spanish brought, mm. and they ended up, um, when they settled in Florida, and, and, um, and they, were, they came up and developed resistances to diseases. Um, and that we had particularly in the South and that breed almost went out of existence because as antibiotics and other things came into play, they could, people start using sheep that produce better wool. And so, but that's the kind of, but the heritage breeds we've kept there. We've got heritage breeds, chickens and turkeys, Merlin is our head rooster. And uh, we have um, gardens, a house garden and a slave person's garden to the difference between how they were operated. We have a cabin that we um, interpret as an enslaved person's habitation, a slave cabin, enslaved person's cabin. And so we tell those stories as well. It's, um, we tell deep history, the History Center. Um, but come in, you'd be surprised. And then we have a blacksmith shop and you never know when the blacksmith's in
1: there making something. Well, that's what I love about the History Center is you have your traditional components. You have your exhibition, your, your exhibits uh, that we'll talk about in just a sec, uh, but you have this, this what I call history coming alive, and they actually get to see this and get a feel for it and get, get a sense of what it would look like and feel like and smell like. I mean, that's that's what's so neat about, about how you guys do this and how you present history. You mentioned these exhibits, uh, that you have permanent ones and that you also have a rotation of, of nude stuff coming in and out. Give us a sense of a typical exhibit or two that people can expect to see when, when they come into the History Center.
3: Well, there are two that are nude. I like to remind people is most people haven't been there at all. So they're all new to them, right? Even if it was like our, our great Civil War exhibit that, you know, we're looking to redo in the next couple of years mm-hmm. because it's you know old enough to smoke marijuana in many states. But it's time, it's time to update it, but it's still great. And if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. But in terms of uh what's new to the absolutely new the cyclorama exhibit and the exhibits around it, we opened two two years ago are fabulous. And I can't over, you know, stress the fact that if you've seen it before, you haven't really seen it until you've seen what we've done to it and the projections that we've done on the campus on the <laughs> on the canvas, and the way that we've um, interpreted it is different than people saw it before. Right. The big surprise, and I, I guess I can let the you're going to give me. it away, huh? The Big surprise is that a lot of people think it's about you know a pro um, Southern vision of the Civil War. And that was sort of this mythology that was built around it after it came to Atlanta, that, you know, you go there and you sort of get this magnolias and moonlight kind of view through the gauzy gauze of history of the South, like you might have seen in Gone with the Wind. In actual fact, this painting was painted in Milwaukee in 1886 by Germans to, of a northern victory to tour in the north. So it has nothing to do with lost cause mythology. As fact, matter of fact, there are no Southern generals in the painting at all, and there are you know something like twenty eight Northern generals in the painting or United States generals. So those kinds of surprises, you know, some people some people were coming to it think that they're going to love it for this reason, and some people are going to come to it think they're going to hate it for this reason, and they're both wrong, which is amazing, and that gives you an opportunity to see, hey, now. But then how did it get rearranged? How did the same painting become viewed differently when it came to Atlanta? And that is really the story that we tell, as well as, you know, what happened at the battle. That's all there. But before, it's like, this is a representation of the Battle of Atlanta, and we're going to find out what happened, okay? Well, actually, we know what happened. The South lost. And we've got all the information you could ever want about that. But the story of the painting is what's amazing. That's the real surprise in how it comes to Atlanta. And I won't give all the all of it, but the bottom line is, it was a painting of a northern victory painted in Milwaukee by Germans to make money, and it's still here. And it's only one of two left. The other one is at Gettysburg. And this was a whole fad in eighteen eighties of these huge paintings. That you know, but this was the IMAX of the nineteenth century. all right cool. This was pre-movies. This was more paint, more color than anybody had ever seen before. And it was also hung to be done so you got a 3D effect. So now we've resorted to that 3D effect. Come see it, see what the 19th century IMAX was, and then learn how that IMAX was reinterpreted over time. And same painting, different gloss. What does that tell, about, tell us about today?
2: New American Funding is committed to delivering home loans on time while providing five-star service. Their 14 business day close guarantee and fully underwritten pre-approval gives you an unbeatable one-two punch impossible for sellers to ignore. For more information on new American funding, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. I can't wait to see it. I um, saw it when it was at its former location in Grant Park and was just always just amazed by the vibrant colors and the way it moves. And it, I just can't wait to see it and see the new um, interpretation of it. So um, well, come, and see, come,
3: come and see it without the wrinkles. Yeah. Come and see the whole thing. Come and see with the sky restored. I can't All wait. Yeah. I bet it's just beautiful. Great stuff. Well,
2: what other um, events do you have coming up for 2021?
3: Right now, because of these crazy times, they're virtual. Right. So okay. We, we have we have about 60 author talks a year that are now virtual and available for free, and the past ones are up on our website, so you can go and graze through those too if you if you missed them. And we have a lot of those coming up, and they're they're fabulous and they change all the time. We have Juneteenth coming up. Which is usually a big free day where you get a several thousand people. Obviously, this year we're not going to do that, but we're going to have a online programming that'll be be great for that. So what we're we're not doing is trying to have big festival kind of events right now, but we do want people to come on a daily basis because it is perfectly safe and it feels good, and it's a way for people to get away. You know, it's like it's like getting out of town without leaving town. If you haven't been there, this is one of the great museums in the country, and it's in your backyard. And by the way, you can walk through the woods, all right? And and you're not going to be, you know, attacked by anybody with their dog or anything like that. It's it's safe and it's tranquil. And you can learn something if you want to. I mean, you know, one of the main goals that we have, like we talked about the Sacramento, is to help people get perspective on their lives, their community and history. We're not, don't, not out to try to change somebody's mind or to, you know, we're trying to give people new information that they can maybe register in their head and it might get them to look at their neighbor a little bit differently or what's going on in the city or an event with a slightly different perspective. And that's really what our goal is. And so if you come over, come to the History Center and get another secret, you might run into some perspective. Um, on the other hand, you can ignore it like most people do every day. But we hope some people will, um, absorb a little bit of it while they're having a great time
1: well i uh certainly appreciate those comments Uh, a lot of people say oh what we're seeing today has never happened before and i said well then you've never read a history book before because (laughs) everything repeats itself and
3: you should have have heard the names they call john adams
1: right oh yeah i mean that's my wife was telling me last last night how crazy these days are and i said well i'm reading about the commodus the roman emperor and boy they tried to assassinate him and his sister was part of the plot, you know, so politics have always been dirty and and shystery, you know, so history is an amazing thing. And and it does lend perspective if you uh, it's not just boring facts from a history book that you remember from from grade school. I mean, it's alive and and it does inform you of how you uh, interact with with the world around you. It's amazing stuff. And you guys make that possible for the lanterns and, and, and this great, great stuff.
2: Well, Sheffield, you certainly have a ton going on already at the History Center this year. But I'm um, curious, what else are you excited about for 2021?
3: Well, I'm excited about, you know, add people and have fun, right? I'm excited about activating the campus and people seeing our Olympic exhibit, which we opened in September and on Atlanta Olympics, nobody has seen. So we need to relaunch that. And I'm excited about, the, you know, the what we've learned from the virtual world that we've been in when we come out of this we're going to be both virtual and and live and terrestrial for every just about everything and that's something that we've really learned how to do we've got the technology we've invested in our website has been completely redone we've got the ability in our auditorium to live stream and have you know and have events at the same time so we're going to be learning about that and reaching a lot more people i think That's what I'm excited about. You know, the digital piece added to our terrestrial piece, that's going to be our, that's what's going to distinguish us, is our ability to do both and to ramp both up.
1: And the virtual side of things enables you to reach people you might not otherwise reach. So that's exciting too. And and Lord knows we need more of that. And gosh, I completely forgot about the Olympic exhibit. So that's that's going to be exciting to see as well. All right. Well, Sheffield, unfortunately, we're uh, out of time, but we'll have to have you back on the show to update us on, on future things coming from the Atlanta History Center. Before we do let you go, however, where do people go to get more information about the History Center itself and uh, information about exhibits and other events going on? They, they go to the um, atlantahistorycenter.com website. It's fabulous, it's just
3: been relaunched, and it's got more things on it you can imagine. So come to that, you can see what you're, you see what you're buying before you get there or you can get all the free information that we have and enjoy it, whether you come or not. We 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 wanna reach you wherever you are.
1: Understood, and I appreciate that. All right, Sheffield Hale, the president and CEO of the Atlanta History Center. Sheffield, sir, it was great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and carving out a few minutes for us. Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schneck. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then.
0: Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app.